I looked up, things are looking up. He said, I saw myself as capable and confident in my head. And I just, it felt like I got bigger, like my energy grew. And he goes, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes. Of course I have. And I've gotten things right. And you know what? I go after what I want and I like being me. And I, he, he said that and I was like, there it is right there. Abracadabra, abracadabra folks once again. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Today, my guest is Mark England. He is a TEDx speaker and the co-founder of Enlifted. You guys, today we are going to be talking about the power of words, victim mentality. Grab yourself a pen and paper. You're going to need it. This one was phenomenal. Take some notes. Share this episode with a friend. Y'all, I am very excited for today's guest. Mark England is joining me today, and we were actually connected through one of the women in my mastermind right now. Rachel connected us, and y'all are apparently really good friends. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, We're very good friends with her, and we're very good friends with her, her boyfriend. Ryan Sprague. Yeah. Um, and and next next time you get to chat with her, call her call her Bubby or Bubby. little Bubby because she's little Bubby and he's big Bubby. They they started this whole Bubby thing and they call everybody Bubbies. They call me Hill Bubby because I'm from Virginia. <laughs> I love it. That's so yeah. funny. That's well, cool. B- little or uh, Hill Bubby, please tell everyone who you are. Please, uh, Hill Bubby, uh, who are you? Hey everybody, my name is Mark England, aka Rachel's going to be rolling, uh, <laughs> a- aka the Hill Bubby, um, amongst other things. Uh, professionally, I am one of the co-founders of Enlifted and uh, the head coach of Enlifted, and I've been doing this uh, this one thing for 15 years, which is staring at words and how they influence us for better and for worse. Uh, and yeah, I'm very grateful to this. Uh, this study, this, yeah, fine. We can call it coaching this craft, this art. Cause I was a bad student, Christina, very, uh, worse than bad. I was, wasn't even disruptive. I was destructive in high school and college. And one, I really did want to be sitting there in a chair for all them hours. And then two, I was bored, it's bored out of my mind. I've fallen in love twice on site. First time was with jujitsu in college. And then the second time is when I, I saw what we can refer to as story work uh, for the first time in 2003. And it's held my attention since uh, majorly. So that's, that's so cool. Well, today, I'll, we're going to be talking about the power of words. We're going to be talking about how 
people honestly misuse them. Obviously, I'm not as educated in this as you are, but I have been in this industry for probably 13 years now. And I have seen how the mind and the words and what we say to ourselves, how we speak to ourselves can 150% change the trajectory of everything. I am 100% proponent that your mind is literally what causes your life and there's nothing else to it. And I'm so, so passionate about helping others change their mindset in order to have a beautiful life. And I know that you are specifically, you know, talking about how we speak to ourselves, the words that we associate with ourselves. But I would love to kind of go back a little bit to, I watched your TED talk, you're a TEDx speaker, and I watched your TED talk and talking about your former life, which you just kind of mentioned, your two loves. And you actually spent 10 years in Thailand going over there to be a professional fighter. And it didn't turn out the way that you expected. Do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, happy to. Uh, understatement, major understatement that it turned out. So it's one of the, what, what's that song? Rolling Stones. Can't always get what you want, but sometimes yeah. you get what you need. That's exactly what happened there. So I thought I was a tough guy in high school. When co- I wrestled in high school, got into jujitsu and Thai boxing in college and had a string of MMA fights and won a couple of state kickboxing titles. And, and uh, I wanted to be like all my friends who were going pro, opening their gyms, sometimes both. And I got the opportunity to go over to Thailand to teach for a year. And the plan was go over there for a year, sharpen up the skills, Thai boxing, come back and go pro. So that was the plan. What happened was six months after I was there, I was having my second knee surgery. Ouchie. And uh, the doctor said, talk about, you know, (laughs) whoever came up with sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I mean, do they really think that went through? It's quite the opposite, actually. You know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but uh, uh, words can can make me entrench a victim mentality and run with it for God knows, which is what he said, Mark, your career as a fighter is over. You could become a very good swimmer. And I'm 26, making a picture of me next to granny in the pool doing laps with some water wings on. Not what I had in mind. And, um, and so one of the things that that did, this is, a, this is a, uh, a very big move for me, Christine. I don't have my passport for a couple of years. And then I moved to Thailand. And um, I used this fail as the final piece of damning evidence in a case that I was secretly making against myself that I was not good enough. I was some, there was something wrong with me, didn't know what, just something at the core, and I was somehow doomed to fail. And this fail, how I saw it then, uh, sealed the deal, case closed, and I didn't laugh for a year. I didn't laugh for a year. I likely didn't get an authentic smile on my face either because I had such an inflamed victim mentality, which I will happily recite the definition of and break it down because it adds a lot of context to this, this conversation and people that hear it. Um, and if, if for all the note takers out there that have a pen and a piece of paper, you write that down, you're in a, just hearing the definition of the victim mentality does something for people, puts them in a very exclusive club. And then if you put pen to paper and write it down, even better, even more exclusive of, of a club. So after a year of not laughing, 
my vice principal came back from a, a three-day cleanse down on the, uh, uh, at a cleansing resort, a detox resort, where you go down there and pay to not eat. It's a great gig. <laughs> and, uh, right? and he came back after doing this three-day little mini fast. And he's like, man, that was really cool. I feel better. I think you'd like it. And I said, give me the website. And I took a look at it, and it was my kind of weird. It's like, I'll go do that. And so on uh, one of the breaks that we had in, in 2003, I went down there and I paid to not eat. And I did some yoga classes and did the steam rooms and had some, some, some surprisingly uh, enlightening conversations or interesting conversations with people that, people that were um, just taking better care of themselves. Can we say that? And I came back and I was like, I liked that. And it's a way that I can participate differently because I took a look. One of the things that scared me enough into doing something that weird I, was I saw myself at 55 years old, 55, 60. And I'm like, dude, are you going to be complaining about this then? So you could be. You could. You could tell yourself this same what was me story for just a, just a handful of decades. And that picture was um, very ugly. So I said, I'll take anything with that. I'll take anything. So I went the third time down to this same spa. One evening, there was a man there by the name of Barry Musgrave. Unbeknownst to me, he would become my mentor in this work. And he was doing a, uh, a workshop on emotional detoxification. And me, because I'm so smart and wise, I snickered at it. Emotional detoxification. I went, though. Glad I did. He talked about words. He talked about stories. He talked about identities. He talked about breathing. And then he asked, anybody stuck on a story? And this woman shot her hand up. And I, I mean, it was, it was, it was a stinger breakup story. It was, it was, it was, yeah, because it had all the, the, the ouchies. And so her, real quick, her and all her friends went down to Beach Week and rented a house. And her boyfriend and all his friends got the house next door. And for the same week, and then you add alcohol, press play, and then, you know, things unfold. So he hooked up with her best friend in front of everybody one night and then dumped her in front of everybody the next night. Can we all say ouchie on three? Mm -hmm. And so four years later, she was still majorly taking it personally, hadn't been in another relationship. And he walked her through, he, he, he said, tell us the story. She went through it three times. First time through, angry and tears. Second time through, he had her slow down the rate of speech and started tinkering with some of the, the wording. And now she's sad, no tears. Third time through, he stopped her at the linchpin sentence, the Lord of the Rings sentence. He and he had, he had her repeated a couple of times. So everybody's staring at the same configuration words, the same sentence, the same spell. Y'all know what a def the definition of a spell is? Webster's, not mine. A word or a combination of words of great influence. This was, by definition, a spell. It was a combination of words that were it was greatly influencing her. Here's the sentence. He did that to me. He did that to me. And he had her say it a couple of times. Again, so everybody's looking at the same words. And he said that last word me take that out and put in himself and it was such a radical departure from the story she'd been telling herself that it was clunky and it went up at the end up talk okay he 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 did that to himself 
question. And then you see her have this dialogue in her mind about it. And like, she's looking all over the place and then, then it catches. And then she lets off this, this sigh of relief of pressure. And she goes, he, he did, he did do that to himself. And then she starts talking about all the friends he lost and all the drama that ensued. And then she got to this, which was the exit. You know, he was really weird. It wasn't going to work out anyway. And I took a look at that and I said, that's not my story, but that's my story. Almost verbatim. Cause I had a, he shouldn't have kicked me that hard in practice warm up story. And, uh, that was in 2003 and I've been, I, I went and I studied this particular style of story work for three years and then came back to that same spa and hung up my flyer 2007. January 17th. I've been on the clock since. So cool. You know, that story is just like her breakup story, your knee story. I just, as a former athlete, I played professional golf for years and I was, yeah, yeah. And, but the thing about it is I always kind of go back to like the athlete's mentality and, but you can put yourself in the job, you can put yourself in the relationship, whatever it is. I think one of the biggest pains in this world is so many people tie their identity to what they're doing and like the situation that came from what they were doing, whether they were making money, whether they failed at it, whether they didn't get the the contract, whether they didn't become the best in the world, whether they didn't even get the college scholarship, whatever it is. And you just talking about that, I know so many people listening can put themselves in that story because it is the story that has held up and hurt so many people for so many years. I mean, I was the perfect example in that. I mean, I was just tying my worth to what I did. And I, for so many years, and I was like playing this, like, woe was me story, because I just thought that I had to have this big LPGA contract in order to be happy in my life. And if I didn't have that, who was I without it? And it was really when I started, you know, you're specifically talking about the words and how they work. And this is obviously what I want to talk about today. But for me, it was just like understanding that like nobody else was in control of their life besides me. Like no one else was controlling my life beside me. And I was the only person who could change that story. Yeah. That's, um, what who who was it Shakespeare that said so it's the best of times it's the worst of times it's the best of news it's the worst of news it's like yes I'm creating my own story in reality <laughs> I'm creating my own story in reality I almost dropped an f bomb but I refrain oh you can totally cuss on this podcast Jeez, okay. oh fuck yes my oh, my people yes. know for sure a hundred percent this is this has a little I didn't even know what the little e on podcast was but like my podcast producer when I started this however long ago it was that we started this he was like yeah we're gonna need that e on every episode I was like yeah fuck yeah we are <laughs> okay okay yeah, we're well, clear yeah, I'm, you're I'm, totally, I'm in the right place. Yeah, you are definitely in the right place. Not to worry there. But yeah, no, it's it's so true, right? And so you became obsessed with changing your own life. And then you obviously decided that so many more people needed this work. I feel like 90% of the world needs this work. The 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 only people that need this work are the ones that want to enjoy being in their own skin, mm-hmm. to feel good in their own body because it's really hard to do that and enjoy one's life when breath is trapped in the chest. And uh, we're known as the language people. We might as well be known as the language and the breathing people. And gun to head, it's about the breath. So most people's language 
unbeknownst to them, and it's an education issue. So I come from an education background. I have a degree in education. And so I came up in public school and then I got my degree. And on neither side of the, those fences did I have one course, class, or conversation about how my language influences me for better and for worse. And when I mean language, I mean internal dialogue and external dialogue, what we think, what we say, and what we write. We got black belts and simple over here. So our language, it influences four main aspects of our experience of ourself, our imagination, feelings and emotions, our posture, to keep it super simple, and then our, our breathing. And ask any yoga teacher or anyone who's decided to just pay a little attention to how they're breathing and other people are breathing. Most people are walking around with their breath trapped in their chest, which is a byproduct of the, uh, it's a stress response, a sympathetic nervous system response, and it's a, it's a byproduct of the victim mentality. Now, I'm about to recite, I'll do it twice because it usually seals the deal. I'm going to recite the definition of the victim mentality. I'm going to do it slow first time. And if, like I said, if y'all are note takers, take notes. There's, here's some interesting metrics, numbers, 30, 50, 80. We remember 30% of what we hear, 50% of what we write, 80% of what we teach. So you put pen to paper, you get an extra 20% for your time and investment. And if you turn around and share anything um, that you like on uh, from Christina's shows, then, then now you're in a sense, very real sense, teaching it. That's cool. And then, then I'll, I'll, I'll break down the, the definition of, of the victim mentality on that second. one. So the victim mentality is an acquired personality trait where a person tends to regard himself or herself as the victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends on a habitual thought process and attributions. Speed it up a little bit. The victim mentality is an acquired personality trait where a person tends, it's a tendency, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. They tend to regard themselves as the victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends, as in it has to have a habitual thought process and attributions habitual accurately implies duration and addiction and let's get this on the table right now because it's a sign of the times this is not victim blaming by any stretch of the imagination this is victim mentality explaining okay and hate speech okay yes let's deal with that and what about self-hate speech you know what's more what's more common most people can relate to having a tyrannical voice in their mind in their head you know whispering, sometimes yelling, not so sweet nothings to them. There's a process involved in that. And there are habitual thought patterns, thought processes. There's, 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 a, there's only so many ways I can use the English language to piss myself off and inflame the victim villain mental imagery and trap my breath in my chest and create excess rigidity and stress in my body. And then from there, you know, there's just, just keep going with all the stuff. Most people, uh, don't want yet still have, you know, what the second, <laughs> you know, the second and third, uh, most common over the counter drug medic medications are in the United States, uh, and anti indigestion medication and constipation medication. And in my personal and professional opinion, a lot of that is because people are just sipping breath. People take on average 200 sighs during the day. 
Okay. That means that, that, that they're, this is home base. This is, this is where they have trained themselves to breed, which is also, if you look at the definition of the victim mentality, that second sense, the victim mentality depends on the habitual thought processes and, and attributions. What's an attribution? It's a characteristic. It's real easy to take things personal, be um, super touchy, uh, and, and create woe is me stories and, 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 and pictures when your breath is trapped in your chest. It's really hard to do those things. It's really easy to be, um, uh, well, easier on yourself and kinder and have more emotion, emotional emotion in the gas tank. Uh, it's easier to stay focused on the things that are important to you when you're breathing low and slow. We, we use those words a lot in the in the in the co in lifted coaches community that's what we do we certify coaches get your breath low and slow and keep it there while you're coaching and you'll like it amongst other things i mean go on a date and hold your breath <laughs> watch what happens <laughs> you're gonna be way in your head your listening skills go down it's called amygdala your listening skills go down um and you lose access to your creative faculties and guess what people pick up on vibes Go on a date and breathe well. You're going to be a good listener. You're going to have better rhythm with your conversation, and you're going to be more relaxed and present. Rocket science. So you guys facilitate, obviously at Inlifted, you guys coach coaches, like you certify coaches. But do you do, so obviously like words, but you do breath work as well? Is that, that's part of the program? Good question. So. An, inevi an inevitable byproduct, <laughs> I messed that up, an inevitable byproduct of making some seemingly minor adjustments, sometimes they're not seeming, uh, adjustments to people's language, it, it takes us out of these stress responses. And the breath will unlock, if, the pl if, if someone plays the game, uh, uh, long enough, the breath will unlock and it will descend down into the abdomen and it will stay there. So we do it indirectly through changing words um, and and helping people get, because most people are extremely underwritten. And I'm not talking about insurance. Mo most people are hoarding their stories, especially the ones of ouch and pain and sting and woe. And so we have specific writing exercises to get these specific events titled and written out with the facts and the details. This is not grandma's journaling. Okay. Get them on paper and air them out. And that absolutely unlocks breathing. Okay. And then we also have a breathwork coach that comes in uh, and once a month does a, a class, a breathwork class for the, for the enlisted coaches. Um, I so absolutely we, we, yeah, we address it directly and indirectly. Yeah, I absolutely believe like the stories in our head are just chaotic. The movies we create on a daily basis are absolutely insane most of the time. And unless you get them out on paper to really realize what they are, kind of like the way that 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 gentleman like made her see the sentence out loud for her to see that like, oh, my God. He didn't do this to me. He did this to himself. Holy shit. And that stopped her for four years. But do you know, like, 
almost every single person listening to this podcast has taken something like that at some point in time, perhaps it's right now. And they have had this exact same victim mentality story that they've been playing the movie. I call it a movie, the movie that they've been playing for so many years on repeat, and they can't see it for what it is until they get it down on paper and then actually see what it truly is and what it is that they've been basically brainwashing themselves doing for what could be years and years and decades like you decades. said decades yeah yeah you're 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 abs- absolutely right the the fastest way to break a spell that i know of is to write it down amen i agree with that wholeheartedly yeah. so you can you can like just to use your exact words so you can see the words our man alan watts said it he said when you learn to think about your thinking you become alive in a new way and that's very real most people do not think about their thinking they just think as in they go with uh the first thing that shows up in their head it must be true because it's my own voice yeah let's run with that what could possibly go wrong quite a lot you mind if i tell you uh a story when my car got stolen please i love that absolutely so uh, 2018. So what this, we're going to tell a story about this, very relatable, extremely very relatable to most people, not the cars getting stolen thing, but this, what happens after that. And then, um, uh, I'll tell a tale of two stories because there are constrictive spells and then there are expansive spells. And then, and we can play some couple of language games and that'll, that'll, it'll, we'll, we'll have some good stuff on the table. Sound good. Sounds fantastic. Super cool. So 2018, everybody, I'm, I'm walking out of uh, my house in Richmond and I'm going to give a presentation and I'm uh, rehearsing in my head. I walk over to where my car was parked the night before and it's gone, magically disappeared. So I stare at this empty space that was my car um, and then it took me a while to connect the dots and I get my phone out and I call the police and I say, help. They say, hold on, buddy, we're coming. And then I call my dad and I'm like, dad, this, this is uh, no pranks. And somebody stole my car and the cops are on the way and I've got stuff to do this week. I need the farm truck. So I go out to my father's farm and get one of his prized possessions, a 1985 Ford F-150 two tones of he brought it brand new off the showroom floor two tones of brown we call it brown and browner still in mint condition and i drive brown and browner into richmond and within 24 hours i'm seeing 1985-ish ford f-150s all over the place most people this is what i'm talking about the relatable thing most people can relate to buying a new car or maybe even just seeing a catchy commercial and then you start seeing that car all over the place You're like where the hell are these cars coming from do you have you ever had that experience always i tell someone to do this all the time i was like look for the red car trust me it doesn't even sometimes it doesn't even happen like within five minutes i mean what you focus on you find period this is period period this brings the reticular activating system into the conversation Hey, y'all, it's Christina. So you hear on this podcast a lot be talking about my clients. Well, I'm obsessed with what I get to do. Let me just say it. I'm the best at what I get to do. I am 100% the best coach that you will find. I am so passionate about helping you gain the confidence to live a life that you're obsessed with and make a fuck ton of money doing it. 
You guys, one-on-one coaching is my specialty. It's what I do fantastically. It's the reason why I've been sold out for such a long period of time. In 2023, I am going to bring on one, maybe two new one-on-one clients. In order to get the opportunity to have one of those spaces, you have to be on my one-on-one coaching wait list. If this is something that you think that you'd be interested in or excited for, get your name on the one-on-one coaching wait list. The link is in the show notes. You can find that link in my Instagram at bchristina in the bio, or text me the word coach to 501-222-3362. I'll get your name on the wait list and I will contact you. We will do a discovery call to make sure I am the best fit for you and you are the best fit for me. Like I said, I've been sold out in my one-on-one practice for quite some time, but I will be taking on a couple new clients in 2023. And if you want to be one of them, I cannot wait to connect. The RAS, the reticular activating system. So Once something gets deemed as important, and it is impartial, it works for the quote-unquote good stuff just as well as it does for the quote-unquote bad stuff. Once something gets uh, deemed as important, as in you've focused on it, you've thought about it, you've brought it to your conscious mind, then the reticular activating system goes, okay, And it goes on a search and edit mission. It goes looking for more of that thing, and it will edit out anything that's not that. So while I'm seeing 1985-ish Ford F-150s, I'm not seeing the blue Oldsmobiles or the red vans uh, because it's not the thing I'm looking for. And if we want to get technical, uh, it's called selective attention or inattentional blindness. And the most famous study on this phenomenon Uh, It's called the Invisible Gorilla Study. And two social psychologists, you can still see the original video on, on YouTube. Two social psychologists, they took seven college students dressed three in white, three in black, and one in a gorilla costume. And they, and this is kind of weird. And they gave, it's definitely, it's more than weird. It's spooky. They gave the white team two basketballs, the black team two basketballs, and they could only pass the balls back and forth to, to their own team. And, and so they filmed this going on for one minute. 30 seconds in, that student in the gorilla costume gets into the middle of the frame, turns and looks at the camera, beats his chest and walks out. That was the one minute video. And they then they took that one minute video and showed it to tens of thousands of people. And they directed their attention. They gave them something to focus on. Magicians know about this. So do the people that, that write the news. And they, they asked them, count how many times the basketball, the white team passed the basketball back and forth to each other. And then they ask them at the end, how many times They give whatever answer they give, and then they go, oh, by the way, did you happen to see the gorilla? 50%, spooky, 50% of the population edited out something, which is beyond obvious once you know that it's there. They edit out something so seemingly obvious as a gorilla because they're just not. Yep. Our news today, our media. (laughs) I mean, bad news. People are like, I watch the news. No, you watch the bad news. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, let's just let's just add one word in there to get a little more accurate. And so the question is, everybody, does the reticular activating system uh, only respond to vehicles and students in gorilla costumes, or is our language 
influencing our reticular activating system. Here's a, the tale of two stories, a, a, a story of a constrictive spell and a story of an expansive spell. Remember, a word or a combination of words of great influence. This woman came in, sat down. This was years ago. And she was very aware, very forthcoming. She, she sat down. She said, I'm struggling in my marriage. My husband thinks I'm attractive. I refuse to believe him. And I know where it's coming from. I just don't know what to do. About it. I said, tell me more. And so, so she's 10 years old. They go to grandma's house. They pull up, walk in the back door. And as soon as she gets in the back door, her, her great aunt is right there and leans down and goes, my, you have a big nose just like me. Little girl, thanks for that. Little girl <clears throat> runs into the bathroom. What do you think the first thing, Christina, she looked at when she got in front of the mirror was? Her big nose. Her nose, which is no bigger now physically than it was five seconds ago. But in her imagination, she's got a honker. And so now she, uh, the reticular activating system, which means she's ugly. There's the, the meaning that she assigned to it. And so the reticular activating system goes, oh, okay, great. You're ugly. Uh, perfect. I'm going to go find all the flaws and show them to you repeatedly. And then I'm going to edit out anything that's not that, which like all the, all the other redeeming qualities. So, and you can see how this would play out. Uh, you know, the husband's like, damn, baby, you look good. And then she goes, you don't really mean that. You think that's going to cause some, it's going to cause some problems. And so, uh, th that's a, a, an example of how constrictive spells get set up. Okay. Or, or an example of a constrictive spell. 2014, I give a presentation at this festival. There's a guy setting up a booth right next to me and, uh, he, comes up afterwards. He goes, man, that was really cool. You want to hear a story about all this? Of course. He said, I was 12 years old and my grandfather took me out in the backyard. I'm about to drop an F-bomb, folks. And uh, he, he said, I forget the guy's name. Let's call him Steve. So, little Stevie, life is wild. There's going to be ups and downs and twists and turns and zigs and zags. And you're going to get some things right. You're going to get some things wrong. Just always remember to err on the side of being a badass motherfucker. And he said, my whole life changed in that moment. He said, I looked up. Things are looking up. He said, I saw myself as capable and confident in my head. And I just, it felt like I got bigger, like my energy grew. And he goes, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes. Of course I have. And I've gotten things right. And you know what? I go after what I want and I like being me. And I, he, he said that and I was like, there it is right there. Abracadabra, abracadabra, folks, once again, the definition of that. So when I say abracadabra or anyone says abracadabra, most people think magic. It's cooler than that. Abracadabra is Aramaic and it translates to, which is an ancient language. It was the language the original Old Testament was written in one of the two languages Jesus spoke. It's still spoken in some areas of the Middle East today. So it's, a, it's, a, it's still alive. And abracadabra translates to with my word I create or with my word, with my language I influence. And the metaphysicians knew all about that. They would triangulate it and wear it around their neck to remind them of the power and the mechanism of the spoken word and or, or words. And 
and they knew that if their language was working against them, like most people's is, because it's an education issue. It has nothing to do with intelligence or deserving. What happened? It's just simple education. If their language was working against them, whatever they were going to wanted to go do was going to be way harder. And if they got their language working for them, then they're, they, it's easier to stay focused on what's important, uh, create and maintain momentum, and have a good time while you're doing it. Way better time than the inertia of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to go for this, but then what if they judge me or I'm going to, and it is, this is, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's your thing, you know, yeah. deciding it's your turn. How do people talk themselves out of taking their own turn, making that decision, deciding, deciding it's your own turn with words, with certain words. And when you know, there's a game to be played folks, things get a lot more fun. I love it. Yeah. Because you're basically telling everyone right now that like they literally can change their lives with their words. You know, I've always just said you can change your life with your mind, but we're basically saying the exact same thing. You know, I was actually having a conversation with a client this morning and we were talking about something and I was, I was getting frustrated and I was like, listen, I have been telling myself, and this is a true statement. All the guys at the country club will tell you this for years. I use like hashtag world's greatest putter. I I'm not really good at anything. I've just worked harder than most people. And I always have said that I am the best putter. Like, do I know, like, am I the best putter? Probably not because I'd probably be playing on the, on the tour, but I have for years said I am the greatest putter. I am the best putter. I tell people at my country club all the time. I'm, I'm the best putter at the club. I actually could give two fucks what they think about it because for me, it's just become and putt and clearly I am such a great putter. Why? Because my words tell me that I am the greatest putter at the club. I'm the world's greatest putter. I never miss a putt. And even on the days that I'm putting bad, I'm like, this is so confusing because I am the greatest putter at the club, but but it's the same thing in, in relationships. It's the same thing. Like I, I say every single day, I have one of the greatest lives on the planet. Why? Because I've just decided it and I choose it every single day. And I can literally take my words or take the situation that's happening around me and explain to you and use proof of everything around me. Even if it's like a complete dumpster fire around me, I can make proof that it's happening for me. My life is amazing. And I have the greatest marriage on the planet and my, I'm the best putter and all the things because I've just decided it every single day. And my words back it up 85% of the time. That's legit. hundred percent. It's legit. That's, like, that's super, yeah. It's like what it's what I live, breathe and die. Like you meet me in person, you meet me in real life, you meet me at the country club. It doesn't really matter. And I actually don't really care what anyone else says about it because it's created a really amazing life and all because I just decided it in my head. And I just repeat it until I brainwashed myself that everything is happening for me and it's all working out for me. And everything is just proof. You know, it's so funny on my social media, almost every single day, I find a, a like a penny or a coin. Most of the time it's pennies, but you're, it's that particular activating system. I just, every single day, I walk the exact same route 90% of the time. And almost every single day I find some sort of penny or coin or dime or whatever it is. And people, they're like, you have to plant those. I'm like, no, it's just that they find me. It's so easy because like, I just like, I'm obsessed with it. I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and that's all, that's all it is. And anyone listening to this, it's none of this is simple. But it's just, it's so easy if you just decide to do it. 
So Mark, I'd love to know from you, obviously people have heard from me from years, but I'd love to know for you, if, if someone is now witnessing their words and they're like, holy shit, he's right. I talked to myself like an asshole. Like what is the, what are the couple of the steps that you would give someone who's wanting to change their words? Like we make it sound super simple, but if it was that easy, everyone would do it. I, I, I get that. I get asked that question from time to time. <laughs> Just every once in a while. Every once in a while, which is a phenomenal question. And um, two answers. One of them is a macro answer. One of them is a micro answer. Okay, we'll go micro first. Do you mind if we lead into this with Please. a language game? Absolutely. I'd love it. Okay, cool. And this is a language game. All of you all, people love games. Very easy for you to turn around and share with other people, also known as, as teaching. Uh, do you have a pen and a piece of paper? I do. Perfect. <laughs> she has a pen in her hand. Of course like, I do. Of course I do. Um, this, so pick one goal personally and one goal professionally, Christina, please, for 2023 and write them, uh, write them out on a piece of paper and in full in a full sentence, full sentence each. And and yeah, so I suggest what you want to do here, folks, is get them to make a, a goal, big goal. Big goals are important. Write it out, conversational, as in a full sentence, with punctuation. And um, and so the step is, for step one, there's only two steps. You have them write it. You have them read it. And you ask them how it feels. That's it. Do you have your, your yeah, two goals? Yeah, I've got both. Yeah. Perfect. R read them both, please. Okay. In 2023, Nathan and I will find the most amazing multifamily property to invest in. It's going to be fantastic. And is there a second one? That was the, that, that, that was, was my, okay. that was a personal one. Perfect. We'll take okay. it. Okay. How does it, what kind of feeling energy does that create? It's so exciting. I love so it. So exciting. Cause we've okay. never done a, a multifamily together. We've only done multi, like my husband does multifamily real estate, but in 2023, we're picking, we are finding the most perfect multifamily together. Okay, cool. That's going to happen. And for the, the sake of making this uh, obvious and fun, yeah, take the word guess and put it anywhere in that sentence. Guess G U E S. -S? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then read it out. Nathan and I will guess to find the most amazing multifamily investment together. Okay. That was, that was an intelligent placement of, of guess. We could have gone with kind of, or sort of, or maybe. No, we'll, maybe I'll start my own business in 2023. Yeah. Okay. okay. Or uh, Nathan and I will sort of find a multifamily Home. It's called soft talk, folks, and this thing's a beast, and it's it's the gateway drug to the rest of your language. And there's a handful of soft talk keywords, and how we get to what we call the soft talk challenge, which we're about to run, super easy. We normally run something called soft goals. So get people to write down a couple of goals that are important to them, and then have them put a soft read it. Write it, read it, tell you how you how, how do you feel? Oh, yeah, I feel like mm, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. and and then you put just one word, just one word puts it, it it's it's doubt. You know, we talked about stress, stress response, the victim mentality, the habitual thought processes. 
the, the breathing, the trapped breath. Indecision is a flavor of stress. My favorite quote about indecision from Mal Modius is, I prefer the fear of making the wrong decision to the terror of indecision. People say things like, some people say things like, oh, I'm so indecisive. Really? Okay. Well, how? How are you indecisive? What do you mean? I just am. No, you're doing this. This is a practice. This is a habit. This is a, this is a path. Okay. This, there's a process involved because different questions get different answers. Why do I always talk myself out of opportunity is different than how do I always talk myself out of opportunity? If you know why is open to conjecture, why is just blown out, how now you're looking at the steps of the process. And then if you do that, then because we're that's what we're about here at Inlifted is the is the the how the process, the mechanics, the mechanics of story, the mechanics of storytelling, which does include rate of speech, which is what we're going to get to for the second piece of advice that I have for people. So everybody, this is the soft talk challenge. And here's uh, my one of my promises is that if you cut your soft talk usage, and I say it's the gateway drug because it's very easy for people to understand, oh yeah, I do that. And it's very easy to just pluck these keywords out once your reticular activating system is trained to hear them. So what we're going to do is take a clean sheet of paper, everybody, and I'm going to rattle off the 10 or so soft talk keywords. And on your clean sheet of paper, Write these words five times larger than you normally write. Why are we doing that? The reticular activating system is going to go, hey, why are we writing the, hey, don't worry about it. Just pay attention to it, okay, because it's something different. And then you take that piece of paper and put it up somewhere where you're going to see it every day for seven days. That's the soft talk challenge. Oh, by the way, it's free, okay? And what is going to happen, you're going to start noticing these soft talk keywords in your language and in other people's language. I mean, this is the, this is what we do professionally, stare at words. These words are in your language. I love this so much. Why do you think my whole brand is just side? It's your turn. Like that bitch is trademarked. It's so good because there's a big difference between I think I might or whatever. No decision. When you're, when you have made a decision, there is no other decision, folks. It's all in. There's no maybes. There's no perhaps. There's no possibility. It is a decision. It's all fucking in. I'm obsessed with this. I could probably name what a few of these are, but give us what the 10 words are. And you'll, you'll like this too. The, the word decide comes from, uh, it's, it comes from Greek and it means to cut off all other options. Yep. So it's just, it's, you're, you're burning boats. Yep. Um, and yeah, so soft talk keywords, everybody write them. Think. Might. Maybe. Guess, I guess I'm drinking too much coffee. <laughs> Almost is that like, possible? <laughs> not for me. Almost like. It's almost like I'm procrastinating. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of. Should. I guess I should spend more time with my wife. And what, this, what these words do is it, it, it kicks the can down the road for us. Okay. It keeps making a decision just at the very end. So we don't have to... 
we, we, we get to think about deciding instead of deciding. And it does some weird shit for our, for our, our mindset. It puts, it puts an extra me in the conversation. I think I, how many marks do I need? How many cooks do I need in the kitchen? One's enough. One's plenty. Possibly, probably, I might've already said that. Uh, one day, be a two-day person, folks, not a one-day person. Hopefully and try. And you'll, this stuff will show up first for you, uh, in, in most likely in your emails and texts, because you've got that lag time to look at it. And, um, that's fun. That's fun. So here, here's the promise. If you take out half, if you cut it in half, you'll double your confidence. And most people can do that in about three to six months. Okay. Guess what? Three to six months is going to happen. And, and inevitably, so there's the right now effect, and then there's the downstream effect, as in the, the, the thought model. Words to stories, stories to realities, take out realities, put in identity. Okay, uh, You will inevitably begin to directly and indirectly identify yourself, thanks again, reticular activating system, as, as someone who makes decisions, Okay, someone who gets things done, someone who follows through. And if you keep playing this, and it's the gateway drug, because you're like, okay, well, if there's soft talk, that just really felt good. That conversation where I spoke solidly, what, are the, what, what else is going on? There's some other things going on, okay? And got to got, so start somewhere fun and easy, and that's soft talk. And then the second thing uh, that I recommend is from time to time, slow down your rate of speech by about 15%. Go have a slower conversation with somebody. And what happens when, so 99.9% .9 of my professional time is spent, uh, well, it's not spent, it's, in, it's invested in certifying coaches, okay? The other 0.01% of the time, uh, uh, I do a tiny little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching. I don't advertise presentation skills. So I'm a professional speaker. And a professional speaking coach. And one of the first things we talk about is rate of speech. And when someone slows down their rate of speech, a lot of cool things happen. Their breathing loosens up. And uh, they give themselves space and clarity. Those are two very important words to us here at Lifted. Space and clarity to connect more dots about what words are doing what, okay? And when the breath is, is a little bit lower and, and more, you, you, can, you can start to feel what words are doing what. And as the old saying goes, she who feels it knows it. So uh, between taking out some soft talk here and there and slowing down your rate of speech from time to time, uh, you'll feel th the difference. And... That's usually the beginning. Oh. I felt that. I felt it when when he had her change her words, and and I I mean I I did. I took immediate action. Um, <laughs> at that workshop in two thousand, at the emotional detoxification workshop, um, he paired us up at the end to work with someone, and I was quote unquote coaching a girl uh, about something. And then he's like, all right, everybody switch. I just looked at her and I, I, I said, I'm, I'm out of here. Because I was so locked up. I was, I'm not talking about any of my stuff 
with anybody, guarded, cubed. But I did go, I did, I, I got it straight up and went to the internet cafe and downloaded an 88 page manual on how to do this work on yourself. And I went back to my bungalow that night and I just, I just started digging into stories and I started feeling different. And that's, again, you have a, you have a, a feeling experience about changing some words and some stories and you go from, you know, I think I might be able to, you go, no, I am you just now got yourself in the arena. See, most people's language is, is tricking them into being innocent bystanders in their life. That sucks. Most people's language is keeping, tricking them to being spectators in the stands. Okay. There's in their language package to that. Okay. It's called the victim mentality. I'm a victim of circumstance. You know, when I heard someone say this the other day, I'm like, that might be the greatest victim mentality uh, sentence I've ever heard. I didn't choose this life. I mean, talk about complete absolvement, absolving, absolving oneself from anything responsible, any responsibility. Uh, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's up there. Okay. Versus, okay, cool. I'm going to talk myself into the arena and I'm going to get, take some L's because that's everybody takes L's that that's, that's in the arena. I'm going to likely get some wins too. Okay. Especially if I stay in there and I'm going to figure some things out and I'm going to have a way better story to tell when this whole thing is said and done. That's important. And enjoying the process in it too. It's much totally. more enjoyable when totally. you take, take your own life in your own hands. Totally. And you get to hang out with people. You're much more likely to hang out with people that are doing that same thing because you'll quickly identify, I don't have time for all this fucking gossip. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, I know so many people are listening to this podcast today and I've taken so many notes and you know what? I'm actually taking a huge takeaway for myself. I always try to learn something from every single person. You know, we've done over a hundred episodes and this is, yeah, this is uh, one I'm taking away. I speak very, very quickly. So I am going to every once in a while, slow down my rate of speech and it'll probably help me with my breathing, getting my breathing down more into my stomach. Cause I do breathe out of the top of my chest because most of the time I've related it to the fact that I'm just so passionate about what I do. And I just go a million miles an hour and I forget to breathe and all the things, but it is very helpful that that was a, a good one for me as well. So I know so many people are going to get so many things from this. Please tell everyone, number one, where can they find you? how can they work with you? All of, all of the things, all of the things you guys always know it's in our show notes and, um, you know, in, in the bio, but where can they find you, Mark? Where do they most likely come find you? Got three places, Instagram at Inlifted coaches. Okay. We have a podcast. It's called get Inlifted. Focuses exclusively on the words. It's, it's for the coaches. Okay. Coaches language, uh, and, and how that plugs into mindset, mindset transformation. Uh, Kimberly, Kimberly Kesting runs that, runs, runs our show. She's rad. Um, and then in www.lifted.me, that's all about the certifications. Level one certification is the art and science of dismantling the victim mentality for people to participate for students and their clients, equal parts, personal and professional development and I will say this. It's funny. Um, and true. A number of our level one graduates just graduated to group 26 of so 260 students so far. 
have accurately and independently of each other described level one as brutal and hilarious. <laughs> They're right. They got the order right. And uh, yeah, because guess what, folks? This pepper burns twice. Pepper burns twice. I got a buddy of mine who could just eat hot peppers. Like he can eat hot food, no problem. And he's, he's down in Kingston in Jamaica, sitting on a wall, eating a scotch bonnet pepper. And, and this, this Jamaican guy, this Rastafari walks by and he goes, pepper burns twice, boy. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go out and eat a spicy Thai dish tonight and message me in 48 hours if everything's moving correctly. And it's the same thing with these stories. They burn going in. So that story of my, you got a big nose just like me, that burned going in. It burned while it was in there and it burned coming out. This stuff, it takes a, there, yes, there's some sting involved in going into the most stuck parts of people's stories and getting them written out and aired out. Yes, that's true. Sometimes the pen feels like it weighs 800 pounds. And guess what? I'll take a little bit of sting now versus, you know, three, four decades of just starting and stopping. Amen. I totally agree. Great meeting you. Thank you for Likewise. being here. I appreciate it. You guys go follow Mark, go follow and Lifted, and um, be sure to share this with someone who needs it because at any moment in time, you too can decide it is your turn. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.